Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Passion Project, the podcast about passionate people and the things that drive them. I'm your host, Taylor Reed, and thank you guys again for joining us for another episode, episode 21. Guys, we made it. I cannot believe it. Um, It's really with all of your guys' support and love for the show, and you guys keep returning each week, so I'm just so thankful and blessed for all of you that keep listening. Um, Please go follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, passionproject.pod. You guys know the drill. Share, share, share this episode. Write a review, please. Um, Share it with your friends, your family, your coworkers, your dog groomer, anyone. Literally just share it with anyone. I would be um, just so thankful if you did. So please go share this episode, any other episode that you love. Um, Just tell everyone and everyone, anyone and everyone about this podcast. Um, Because then we can, I can keep doing it. This week, uh, as you guys know, if you're just tuning in for uh, this episode, um, the this is going to be the final episode of season one, I'm taking the next couple weeks off, and I will be back with season two on October 2nd of 2020. Whew, man. So that is the fun announcement side. Let's get to this episode, episode 21, part two with the Jimenez girls, Alyssa Brianna and Kayla Jimenez. I hope you guys enjoyed part one, learning a little bit about them. Guys, this episode, we really dig deep into uh, their professions and their careers and what they're doing right now and everything that they're passionate about. Um, We get what they're loving and all of that. Um, And what's hilarious is they really are uh, all kind of teachers in a way. So you guys will all kind of learn that. We also talk a lot about social justice, which they are really passionate about. So without further ado, here's episode 21 part 2 of Passion Project. probably already know is that I don't really prepare for these which I probably, I love like, my my wife is like you really should like write down notes and I'm like no nah, I just kind of feel it feel it out no, you're doing and, great. I love that uh, I, like, I think it's good thank you yeah. thank you but something I was I did kind of think about right before we started recording was that um, all of you in some fashion of where you are right now and your passions or careers are working with children mm-hmm. and kind of teaching in a way Mm-hmm. Um, definitely Alyssa is teaching <laughs> and who is the teacher and then Brianna is saying that you know working with the after school program I mean you kind of are teaching and then I mean being a nanny is you're kind of especially if you're with them all the time you kind of are mm-hmm. teaching them and yeah I'm, I'm kind of a surrogate parent in right many ways. so and 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 it's funny to yeah. look at your mom was a teacher Mm-hmm. and your your mom was my teacher that's funny yeah. was my spanish teacher um but is that is was that something i don't know if you guys have all talked about it or like thought about it but is it something like like was education a big part of your family and also like now that you all are in these roles like is that something that you're like oh wow we're all kind of like teachers now like that's kind yeah of- that's that's a very good question okay that's a really that's a really good point i haven't thought about i, I have thought about, about, about it, yeah. we've never really talked about it together actually but we talk about everything so wow good question good question taylor um i would say that like education was always like uplifted oh, yeah. and like mm-hmm. 
put on a pedestal for our family. And Brian and I were actually the first to um, go to college, and then Kayla. And then Kayla went to college too. So we were kind of the first immediate family or in your and all. Oh, well, we have, we have an, one of our, sorry, our dad's brother, uncle, he has a couple degrees. So he was the first. And I think we've had a couple other. Yeah. We've had some extended family here and there, but like Alyssa and I were the first to like graduate from university. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't really like a pattern in our family. And anyway, so I think, I think that's something that, um, our parents like really wanted us to do all do and like definitely emphasize that and wanted us if we were able to, to like go to school. And so that's really interesting. And it's interesting to think about that and also think about the fact that we're all educators in some capacity. And even though we were homeschooled, you know, I think about that a lot. Um, Do you guys think if you were public school, you you would have done something differently or is that just like, hmm. Something I honestly impossible to know because you were. Just, I don't know, Taylor. I personally feel like I might even be the same person I am today if I was right, public school. Right. I, I really do yeah. think that way, and I and let me or just even, get it straight for private school even too. Yeah, and let me just get get one thing out of the way real quick since we're talking about education. We happen to be homeschooled, and I think back on it really fondly. And you know, as somebody with. ADHD like it worked out for me like I'm, right. I see it as a privilege but it's not the only like I'm very aware of the fact that it's not for everybody and it's okay if you can't or don't yeah. want to do that but so let me just say that but um well, I know families now that like two kids are in public school and one kid is homeschooled like it's just yeah. so spe- specific to the individual mm-hmm. yeah if you have the ability to do something like that it's honestly yeah. like Every kid is different. Every family is different. Every season of a family's life is different. And that's perfectly fine. And that's okay. I don't, I don't even know. I, I think I would be a different person, different personality if yeah. I went to oh, school. Oh, for sure. I really think so. I know I would have had a bad time in public school. Oh, I would know. I would <laughs> stay in trouble. I would have caused all kinds of problems because I never sit still. I never like do anything unless my mom was standing right. Like I was just that kid. I, yeah. That's just how it, how it is. I know I would have had a very hard time. Oh yeah. No, I, I definitely think that. Um, I, I think it's interesting kind of going back to like education. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a big deal for our parents um, because, you know, they didn't necessarily have the opportunities that we had. And, and mm-hmm. parents always want more their kids. Kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they want more for their kids. And they want their kids to have all the opportunities that they didn't necessarily have. And and I think that's awesome. Um, so it, education was definitely a big deal. And then also part of that, so we're second generation born in America. Mm-hmm. So that immigrant mentality is not so far removed at all. Right. Yeah. So right. we're we were still very much raised with that very hard working you just basically work 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 and just try to not make it I don't want to say make it but like make a name for yourself make it your you know have a living have a do the best and and like you just work I think our parents gave us such an incredible work ethic Mm -hmm. and I think we're all super hard working because of them and so yeah, I, I I think it's very interesting that we all work with kids now yeah. in some way, shape, or form, and mm-hmm. and I think it's that love of of learning that our mom instilled in us, and then that work hard mentality that our dad instilled in us because yeah. he, you know, like we kind of said, not 
it's not for every family to homeschool. So, you know, we did grow up with, with a single a single income family, you know, our dad would work so that our mom could stay at home with us. And again, not every family can do that, but they were able to make it work. Um, But he sacrificed a lot of time at home because he had to work. And so I think we learned that from him. We learned working hard from him. And then mom being home with us all day with our annoying asses, like I already said, (laughs) all day, every day, she instilled that love of education and that love of learning. And so I think that's why now we all kind of love kids and like working with kids and the different capacities that we do. And I I definitely think um, we have a a knack for it. Um, And we all have like our own strengths and like weaknesses in that aspect. So like Alyssa always jokes. So I work with younger children and Alyssa obviously works with middle schoolers. And then Brianna, she works with like elementary elementary, basically. And so like Alyssa always, Alyssa always says, she's like, I could never do like, I could never work with little kids. She's like, I just can't because it's just different. Right. Love them. But like, it's different, you know, and it's I can, definitely I can probably I can pretty much do up till they're like seven. Mm-hmm. Past that, I'm like, no, this is too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different, different groups have different needs and yeah. situations going right. on. Yeah. But like, even with like all this with Miss Rona again, um, <laughs> the one of the kids that I take care of, I had to start homeschooling him. Mm. and because it's it started in the middle of the school year as we all know and I had to start homeschooling him and I never would have thought that like here I am just trying to be a nanny and like I never would have thought like wow like I like told my mom I was like first of all homeschooling is very different now than how it was when I was growing up there's a lot more technology yeah you didn't have that yeah like a lot more available on the internet I don't think we had a computer until we were like I don't know. Oh, no, I didn't have a cell phone until oh. I was 17, which a lot right. of people yeah. say, what? And I'm like, yeah, I no, yeah. I think our, our first, like, family computer was when we were, like, ele- Alyssa and I were, like, 11 yeah. or funny 12. funny to say family computer. The family like computer. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's so weird, like, kind of seeing how, like, homeschooling has changed over the years. I'm like, oh, we did not do any of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It wasn't even that big, even when we were in when we were when us youngins or oldens were in school right it was i think i was uh like in high school or young high school when that started getting popular yeah yeah, yeah. well brianna i brianna i don't know i'm saying it wrong I'm you're so saying sorry. the second time was perfect brianna brianna oh yes. darn oh. it i'm gonna oh, no yeah um, you can, brianna you the fact that you care is wonderful and you can call me Brie if you'd like that yes Brie oh the cheese love it um (laughs) (laughs) Brie I now I do want to talk a little bit about with you too that you were in like business kind of like the business world a little bit right a little bit yeah I um so my bachelor's degree was in communications specifically public relations Mm -hmm. so for the first three years of my post-college career my career my first big big girl job was like marketing communication social media um public relations all the things receptionist for a small local remodeling company in Richmond so yeah business a small business I was working in small business um Doing like all things. And that's what I thought you were still doing for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to Hannah and I was like, is this what she's still doing? She's like, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she was like, get your ish together. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was what was that transition like? Was that easy for you to go to be like, oh, I'm gonna leave this world that I kind of know that's a little comfortable, mm-hmm. and to go to uh, now you're in working with children, and kind of teaching in a way like was that mm-hmm. hard? The nonprofit world. Well, see, the way my anxiety set up, um, (laughs) it wasn't, nothing's really easy. (laughs) Nothing feels easy. Um, So the transition wasn't easy, especially like kind of like dealing with the fact that I was going into something that wasn't related to the college degree degree that I'm still paying loans on. (laughs) Um, Like that factor is kind of like existentially devastating, Um, but it's fine. Like that's the norm, right? That's the norm. Um, That's what it is to be to be a young person like a millennial gen yes. what's yes. you're are, you're not a millennial are you taylor yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so 96 yeah, yeah yeah well you're 24 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then the next yeah. one's gen like it changes like people are like oh yeah this is the day and i'm like i don't even know anymore yeah, you're on yeah. the cusp i think you are on the yeah. cusp <laughs> um and then what's the other one below us again he's a gen, gen, gen z, z? Gen Z, yeah. You you kind of have like a yeah. You're like a millennial to Gen Z wing, like Kayla said. <laughs> yeah, like my arms are Gen Z, and everything else about me is millennial. That was by the way. That was an Enneagram joke. <laughs> I, wish, I, I know that Enneagram, but I'm not that deep into it. I'm so sorry. We don't even have to talk about we just it. Rush past it. We're gonna we're gonna later. We're gonna sidle. I'm squeezed past it at the bar. Um. So no, we're gonna. So um, it was challenging. I I was very ready to move into something else away from like not necessarily marketing but just like away from that job and I was kind of like at, I had hit like the ceiling of right. what I could accomplish there and what I could do and what what I could do for them and what what could be done for me like in that context of like as far as like career growth um and so I had been um volunteering at youth life at the learning center that I now work at that the fir- their first school year so um my mom is actually now she's my coworker at the time she she worked there she started working there for a year before year and a couple months you guys before are I literally did. that sitcom do you know what I'm talking about like good news I think it's called it's about this it's it's a Hispanic mom and daughter literally uh-huh. the daughter works at like a news station and her mom goes to work with her as an intern. get back to us I want to watch that. Yeah. When mom and I have the same week off, we need to like binge it together. Oh my goodness, that's amazing! Oh my gosh. Um. So yeah. So it's opposite though, because she's my superior. Right. 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 <laughs> um. So I had been so so having volunteered there and mentored there at the learning center for a year, like that prepared me when it came to like going into the job and right. knowing to a certain extent what to expect. Um. And I already have like in the past, like in college, in high school, like I, my first jobs were like babysitting, na- I right. nannied in college, like we've all nannied at one point. Um, and so I, I really love working with kids. We worked at a daycare in, in, in college at some point too. Um, so I have, I'm very confident in my ability to work with children. Um, so that wasn't an issue. It was more like the scary, like life step, like taking right. that next leap, that right. new step, so much uncertainty. Um, but no, I was felt it something to- that you knew you wanted to get away from, like, do you go in to get away from that? Like you just been there a long time and yeah. you were like, I want to just do something different in this field or I want yeah. something complete, like a huge 180. Well, the main, the main thing that was leading me is I knew that I wanted to spend time working for a nonprofit specifically. Gotcha. Like I really wanted to work for a nonprofit and get experience in that realm and um, work so with children. What do you love about nonprofits? So specifically like I, the fact, the, the, so the learning center that I work at right now, um, 
this, so the, the, the organization is Youth Life. The learning center that I work at is all, um, the, the students go to a school that's like 95% Hispanic, Latinx, Spanish speaking. So like I knew like even then, like I knew it was, I was really passionate about um, working with um, immigrant youth, working with um, students who are, you know, somebody that, you know, um, yeah, I don't know how else to say it, but like lower income, I guess. Not really like lower income. Yeah, like that is true, but like more like what my drive was more like that was me, like as a kid, and like I was in a very privileged situation compared to a lot of these kids but like I you know I we're so similar as far as like cultures and backgrounds and like um the type of um people that we are um and so I don't I don't it's kind of I don't know how to explain it and put my finger on it but it's more just like I had a passion to work with um that yeah that um demographic and work with those kids and I loved mentoring like I looked forward to it every single week I loved volunteering with them and I knew I I knew it was a great opportunity when the job opened up so like the, the job opened up at the learning center and I knew I wanted to try it out and um to marry like the passion of work of how much I loved volunteering there with doing it full time that sounded amazing and that sounded really like life-giving and a good chance to like you know um do something I don't want to say give back that's so cliche but you know what I'm trying to say Taylor I don't know if anybody else knows what the heck I'm talking about but um I don't know how else to say it um just be able to like pour into a community that's um had their similarities to my own in a really special way in a community that is very a heart for for it yeah a heart for that community I have a heart for communities that are like marginalized and just like they need you know they all they all they you know they deserve a a chance to succeed and these students like deserve a a chance to succeed and to academically have success um, just as much as anyone else. We mentioned it a little bit too, but I, in high school, I also um, volunteered at Youth Life where Brianna works, where Bri works. And um, Uh we, I, I think it's, it's just like treating the the people there in those communities. as just like individuals and like treating them as humans and like, that the kids often, I mean, even in areas where my job, the job I have done, like they just don't get, the kids don't get treated like kids a lot of the time and like stuff like that. So they, they, yeah, just like having fun with them. I, I feel like. A yeah. Lot of Letting them be kids. Providing an environment, like as a volunteer mentor, like you did Taylor, I was so excited when I heard that you, yeah. that you used to volunteer with them. It's amazing. Like, so, you know, like where, where I'm coming from, like the, the opportunity to be a part of like something that's giving dignity to people who deserve as much dignity as anybody else. Like they're given their circumstances and the, and everybody just wants a chance at in our, in our case, the quote unquote American dream. And, um, you know, these, these students, like a lot of times, like they, so the, the schools that they all go to all the different learning centers, like they're, they don't have the same, the schools are underfunded. They don't have the, the teacher to kid ratios off. They don't have all the same opportunities and resources and funding and all this and that. Um, and respect and recognition than more affluent schools, even like within the Richmond, Richmond city and other counties surrounding Richmond, which can be said for like every city. across america pretty much and other parts of the world i'm sure um and so so yeah i just had a heart for these kids and i like wanted to like put my spanish skills to use and like you know um i just yeah so so i i loved working with the kids as a volunteer and i figured why not try it full time as a job and be able to like walk into work and and do that every day 
it was really appealing to me. Um, and so now we're like a year and a half in okay. um, to that, to, to, to working Great. there. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love it so much. Oh. Um, Alyssa, we're going to go on to you for a minute. <laughs> um, ooh, Kayla, we'll get to you. Um, <laughs> um, I want to know, uh, we talked a little bit about it, of course, like your mom being a teacher and now you're a teacher, but also I want to talk about, and we've mentioned it kind of light, but like being homeschooled and now teaching in a public school, like what has that been like? You've, you said four and a half, five years you've been teaching. Um, what is it, what have you learned? Like what, it, what, the, yeah, just briefly talk about that. There was, I feel like there was a special kind of learning curve yeah. to go into a public school when you've never even been in one. I mean, yeah. Well, you, I mean, I, I've I, never ridden a school bus. I told my kids, like, I've never ridden a school bus. Right. That's the whole thing. Like, there's things you don't really think about, like just a school culture, like the culture of a school. Like, sculpture you know? is what we say. <laughs> no. I love that. Is that a real thing? <laughs> Yeah, I literally just made it up. <laughs> okay. Didn't you just didn't you say you um had to get used to the bell? Yeah, the bell yeah, like the bell the bell schedule, like it's just a lot. There's like yeah. you know, hella kids in one classroom. And we should say you teach Spanish, correct? I yes, I teach now seventh and eighth grade Spanish, but before I've taught six, seven, eight, now it's okay. just seven, eight Spanish. Gotcha. But yes, middle school Spanish. Um it, yeah, there was definitely like a, a whole other culture shock. There's things that are just normal or normalized that I just never thought about, like the school rules, like it's just really everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was really interesting. Like I, everything was like a novelty when I first got there, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like a gym and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's a big, I think there was, there's already a learning curve, but yeah. that, that was like a whole other Mm-hmm. part of it um that was really interesting and I don't know I just I, over time I just kind of adjusted to it and yeah. rolled right have into you, it, it been even because we talked a little about like technology and like it being so different now like and kids yeah. now especially middle school is like such a primitive age it can be such a primitive age like sure learned like a lot of like that like kind of narr- I don't know what the word is but like kind of balancing is the only word I can think of but like the balancing act of like being with middle schoolers and like Mm -hmm. learning how it is with technology and all like just everything with everything Mm -hmm. kind of going on in the world (laughs) that's a very broad question but I hope you understand that's a very broad question so I can just speak to like my limited experience but um yeah it's like you know there's the personal technology and like what people have at home and then there's what's in the schools so i think it's very different and i I have friends who grew up in chester county schools so we have to like talk to them about like oh was it like this did you have computers or did you you know what i mean right um so chester county is like a one 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 to one as far as like chromebooks so like all the kids have a chromebook and then in my school they actually don't you know that you have to pay to let them out i work at a title one school so that like can be waived but that fee can be waived but anyway Mm -hmm. um some students have computers at home some have ipads most 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 sixth seventh and eighth graders have their own cell phone like Mm -hmm. smartphone iphone not just a flip phone and i'm not gonna say oh these darn kids when i was their age because it's a totally different age and that's the norm but it's just interesting 
Um, because that's a whole other layer of like the school and classroom environment yeah. is dealing with that layer. Um, and then and drama, you know, I'm sure for lack of a better word, but and what and drama for yeah. Like yeah if you yeah it depends like my boyfriend's post on instagram i'm gonna go talk to her well yeah i mean there are certain things that like issues that start online and then they spill over into the physical yeah. school which is very interesting it's just it's a whole other thing but um so that that and then yeah that's really interesting and then you know computers and technology is a big part of teachers are expected I can speak for myself, very expected to use hardcore technology and like textbooks. I mean, my first year, there were no textbooks that I could use. And then it's like, well, it's people, you people need to know that the schools are freaking underfunded and under-resourced mm-hmm. big time, big time. If there's start, textbooks, if there are textbooks. We're going to start a GoFundMe right now just for your school. The whole, the whole public education system needs to go fund. Well, true, I have a, a lot of things to say about that. that potluck we'll have for the country. We'll just have a big money pot. And right. It's going to be a hundred dollars a plate yeah, and yeah, yeah. that should be enough to get now. Um, funding schools isn't as expensive as we think. We just have to be properly, properly allocating our funds. I don't know where the funds are, but they're there right. anyway. <laughs> so... so and then you know we're encouraged to use technology and the world we live in is very technology driven most professions are technology driven so i personally do not view it as a negative thing that technology is such a big part of school it may add layers that are challenges but like you know there's there's challenges with with most aspects so all that to say it's been very interesting because even though i didn't go to public school it's just it's just a different technology is such a bigger is a much bigger part of our culture and society than it was when when I was younger. Yeah. Did you always want to be a teacher or is it something I did. Okay. Well, okay. So here's the thing. I when I first started school, I wanted to do I wanted to do all kinds of things when I was little. (laughs) But um I went type seven. Those of you who know Enneagram, you know we are we think we can do everything. Um, anyway, so I started freshman year of college ready to, well, I almost started ready to do graphic design. I love the arts and I'm like, you know, pretty artistic and always took art classes when I could. And to this day, love it. It's like my thing as I'm not to, not to keep talking about having ADHD, but I've talked about it a lot because I don't think it's anything bad, but, um, it, you know, that was like the one time I could really hone in and focus on something just sit down and like my brain can just rest and relax and like I can actually draw for like a couple hours and I'm totally chilling and vibing it was your Um, outlet it was like my outlet and it still is so I want and then for some reason something I and then I was like do I want to teach art I don't know so in high school there was like a lot of back and forth and then I don't know how else to explain it besides the fact that I went before um like the week before school started freshman year or whatever you get with your uh, advisor, advisor yeah. right. to plan things. And I sat down and I was like, I don't want to do graphic design for some reason. I don't know what Taylor, God was like, <laughs> no girl, you're going to study Spanish. And I was like, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> and so I sat down with the advisor and I was like, um, so I'm switching majors. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> He was like, then you need to go talk to somebody else. Get out of here. <laughs> he was like, get up. Get up. 
Spanish. He's like, I don't know anything about Spanish. He's like, I'll, he's like, what do you want me to do about that? <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? And then I stuck with it. And anyway, and then uh, and you made eventually proud. made her very proud. Her was a Spanish, Spanish teacher, teacher for years. Yep. Uh-huh. So followed in her first footsteps. Um, and then I, I also, I don't know if this is a side note or tangent, but I also studied. So I graduated from VCU. So once I transferred to VCU, uh, it took me like three colleges to graduate. But the point is, I graduated from VCU, and I'm very proud of that. Love, love VCU, nothing but love for VCU. Represent, go Rams. Even though representing, but (laughs) it's okay. Um, Our football team's undefeated. (laughs) We don't have a football team. It's it's like my homeschool football team. There's nothing. Right. If you know, if you know, you know. But anyway, so I also studied. Um, I had two minors. I had a religious studies minor, and and um, social international social justice studies minor, which explains a lot. But anyway, so I was just like, this is this is my thing. This is what I want to do. And and then I honestly like finished school, and I was looking for jobs to teach ESL, English as a second language. Yeah. Mm-hmm which I am still interested in getting certified in. And I, I, I love teaching. I, I just, you know, might want to switch from Spanish at some point, if that makes right. sense. But I, I like, I don't plan on, on stopping. Uh, I don't plan on not being a teacher anytime soon. Yep. So. Got to pay that mortgage though. Uh. Right. <laughs> I, Alyssa is our sugar mommy. So. <laughs> um, love that. And that's how you know it's bad because <laughs> you don't be making money. <laughs> uh well thank you for sharing Kayla. yeah i hope that answered your question yeah of course Kayla, Kayla, are you ready i'm so ready (laughs) today guys i know we said it at the beginning but kayla and i really like i think kayla was my first date even though it wasn't a date yeah (laughs) because we weren't allowed to date in high school let's be real we were not allowed to date but it was like we were we were always we always vibed we yeah, always yeah, vibed yeah we like and taylor mentioned this earlier but hannah is one of my best friends has been one of my best friends for all time his older sister hannah yeah. um who you all know because she's been on here too so she's like a celebrity <laughs> um, you, know, you better you better you find you out. Need to go listen yeah, yeah. so you need to pause this episode and go listen to hers and then you can circle back but um uh, but yeah. tay was always still like i don't know how to explain it tay we were just always buddies like we were just yeah. we always vibed with each other i think i really do think it's and i, I honestly i gravitate towards youngest siblings like yeah of like oh we learned so much good and bad from our older siblings older siblings and we yeah and we just like watch on the sidelines like just oh like what are they doing like yeah right and we were always like the hot mess little siblings too. Can sure. I say one thing yes, to interrupt? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna make it oh, quick, yes, and you can edit this out. Why are you? Why is the older sibling talking while the younger siblings are speaking? Really <laughs> quick. Kayla <laughs> may have been your first date, but I don't know if you remember when you were like eight years old, and I was well, I'm four years older than you, right about. So about twelve. So yeah. I was about twelve, and you had a crush on me. Well, big time. It was bad, it was bad to get out. This is Alyssa. This is Alyssa. You had a big time crush on me and you gave me, it wasn't even Valentine's Day or maybe it was around Valentine's. You gave me like Valentine's candy hearts that said like, I love you and stuff and, ma- and marry me and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, what go home. 
And I was like, and at the time, like, you, we really were hanging out with Hannah, and we didn't really care about, like, you know how it is. It's like the, it's like the girls hang out with the girls, and the boys hang out with the brothers. You know? Yeah, we were like, boys, we were like, boys are gross. I would always, like, come in and be like, I want to hang out, and Hannah would be like, go away. Right. And so I was like, Hannah, what the frick is going on? What is wrong with your little brother? This is like when we just knew you guys, started to know you. Yeah. And no, you, also, you also um, tap danced for me. You yes, did a whole tap dance performance. I, stuff, I remember I like painted your nails too. Did I do that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we spilled nail polish and we got in trouble. Yeah. Romantic. Yeah. Romantic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So like, that. Did all of our nails. Yeah, I like. like so. I did all. The, I like you know candy and and the notes and like all the love languages. Pampering, <laughs> dancing, and for yeah. what? For what? But you know what, Taylor? You ended up marrying a wonderful woman. Yes. So you're good. You're so good. Now. That's that's setting the stage for yes. you. Yes. Yes. But, yes. but the younger siblings definitely have a special vibe. We've yeah. d- we've always had a vibe. We've yeah. always Tay and I have always gotten along. Like, okay, this is um, an Australian terminology that I'm about to pull out. But Taylor and I have always gotten along like a house on fire. We've yeah. always. <laughs> I get it. Somehow it makes, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. Yeah. For Australian listeners. <laughs> I think there's none, but one day. <laughs> one day you'll have the reach. One day someone will laugh at can Let's joke about that. Yeah. Someone somewhere, I guarantee Hannah's in like five years from now, <laughs> someone, will com- someone will comment and be like, oh yeah, the house on fire thing, like five years from now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, that's all, all of that to say is that Kayla and I do, yeah, like we said, have a very special bond yes. as youngest siblings. But I want to, and we, I kind of asked Kayla about this before. I was like, is this okay yeah. to talk about? And she was like, yeah, yeah open book. So yes. um, but I want to, being a nanny, I just, I, I from my perspective, mm-hmm. I just see that people, sometimes people are like, oh, they're a nanny, like mm-hmm. that kind of like mentality. I don't know if you yourself has, have felt that and like, if mm-hmm. there's any like shame in that or if you felt that at all, like what oh, has yeah. that been like for you? Cause you've been nannying for how long um, a while now so it was it was my it started off as my like job um like during summer break in college yeah. since i was like 18 i would always nanny i would always come home from school and nanny for the summer all summer i would like work my tail off and then it just sort of kind of fell into like a full time thing so um i went to liberty university didn't end up finishing up there Shout and out, came back Right. Came back home to Richmond to be with my family for various reasons. And one of the families that I had worked for in the summer was like, hey, we need a full time somebody on full time, like every day. I was like, okay, bet. And then like, just like from word of mouth, like, oh, this person needs help and this person needs a nanny. It's like, I've always just had a job nanny yeah and it's kind of something I fell into um would I say it's something I'm passionate about or want to do for the rest of my life not necessarily but it is something I'm super grateful for and I've learned a lot over the years um yes I have felt some shame sometimes from other people some people don't think it's a real job um some people have made me feel like 
oh, what, when are you, like, you know, not just not to take it seriously or take me seriously. Right. And I don't think anybody should be made to feel that way about what they do for a living. Right. Personally, I don't right. really understand the idea of shaming other people like that. But anyway, right. I always say it pays my bills. So it's something, again, that I'm proud of. You know, yeah. it it's what I do for a living. And um, I get to say that I help raise children. And I don't think there's anything more wonderful that you can do in life, you know, and, um, it's, I think a very underrated job and I'm very proud of it. And it's taken me a while to get there. I've always Mm -hmm. kind of felt that shame of like, Oh, it's not a real job. Like, Oh, no one's going to take me seriously. But like, I've kind of gotten to a point where I'm like, you know what? F that. Yeah. I know who I am and I know what I do. And like, it, I think it's awesome. About other people. (laughs) Who cares about what other people think in their opinions? But like, and also, um, the, the lady that I currently work for, she is a career, a career woman who also wanted to have the family and wanted to have the kids. And she is able to do that because of me. And, and, and she can go. And like I said, kind of before, you know, like being a stay at home mom, like we kind of brush up on this, like homeschool family isn't for everybody. Being a stay at home mom is not for everybody. It's not for every woman and that's okay. And I think kind of like changing that idea and changing that narrative is like, you don't love your children any more or less if you stay at home with them all day, every day. Mm, You don't love your children any more or less if you decide to go to work and have somebody come into the home and take care of them. And like, you you know what I mean? Some, exactly. Some people don't have that option. And this woman is able to do her career and do what she loves for a living and provide for her family because of me, because I step mm-hmm. in and help take care of her kids. And it's also a very intimate job. You, you become part of the family. Yeah. And so like part of that is um, kind of interesting. I've had to learn how to be kind of creative with boundaries over the years yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you know, um, it still is my nine to five, you know? Yeah. So, well, actually technically it's, seven it's my seven to five thirty um and so that's been very interesting figuring that out over the years that like you you're coming into people's home you're coming into the family the children become attached to you and this is my we might get a little emotional I'm bringing up Hamilton and I'm bringing oh, up a I'm song ready. reference, but okay. I literally can't learn teach. The, I can't listen to teach them how to say goodbye. So sometimes yeah. because I get so emotional because like, that's another thing is like learning. You become such a close member of a family and like very close to the children. And like, you're kind of preparing them to one day, like say goodbye to them. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm emotional, yeah. but it's fine. Listen, we're going to start weeping. It's okay. Um, <laughs> One last but, time is the song. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's, so it's also it, in that regard, it's kind of like teaching in the sense of like, it's like another year. It's like a year of teach. Like after that, you know, fifth grade year, they go on to another teacher almost. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And like, yeah, just anyway, to wrap it up. Yes, I have felt some shame over the years and had put put shame on myself and it's not always what other people say but what we think people are saying you know it's mostly in our heads and like just being like you know what like I stand by what I do and I stand by my decision and I'm doing good work Mm 
And at the end of the day, like that's all that matters, mm. you know, and am I glorifying God through the process? Right. right. Yes or no. Like that's what really matters. And yeah. are my bills getting paid? Yeah. Yes or no. Okay. So like, I feel like those are very important aspects of a job, yes. you know, of so, yeah, <laughs> I love what I do and I love my kids. I'm with a really solid family right now. And mm. yeah, is it forever? No, but it's for right now. Yeah. So, and, and Kayla is, you can just hear her heart into it, but I just want to, this is Brianna. I just want to affirm like Kayla is one of the, she has so much love to give and like it shows how much love and yeah. care she pours into these kids. Yeah. Like they adore her and she loves that. that. Yeah. I respect her so much for that. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys see like she gives all when she's there and then she comes yep. I mean, she's the glue of our household. So <laughs> yeah. two of us together <laughs> and the whole other family. Well, thank you, Kayla, for talking about that. I think it's so yes. important to destigmatize like jobs like that, and if that's yeah. a word, word it is. Yes. I love that. Normalize, please do. Yes, normalize, and just like I think you're at a place like knowing you that like you can talk about it, and it's not awkward, and it's not yeah like weird like. And I think the more we as young people in a society like talk about mm -hmm. things like that it becomes more like more normal. normalized yeah. yeah and more um not like oh that's what they're like she has a college degree right. that's what she's doing like yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah. i appreciate that tay and i'm glad you mentioned it Thank you. and yes i am in a very good place to talk about it maybe a couple of years ago i wouldn't have been but now i'm like yeah let's well, talk about it I mean, so listen far. god knew that the, that now is when we were going to do this so yeah now is the time for real for real yeah like what better time than 2020 True. 2020 <laughs> um well thank you guys so much. i love talking about it like like i said earlier like all of you have such a through line of like loving children having community loving children teaching education like it's so interesting to see how all of you are kind of at that place right now in your lives it's so cool mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you for tying it together like that. Yeah, that's yeah. actually really beautiful. I never thought about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really never thought of it unless you said it. So, yeah. well, um, as we're wrapping up here, so sad. <laughs> I do, and I, of course, listeners know I've started to tell. When I first started this podcast, I didn't tell um, guests what questions I would ask them, <laughs> and so they would be like like there would be like a three minute pause because they were like thinking but i've started to <laughs> tell i don't know if you guys saw on the chat that we were having mm -hmm. but yeah. I, started, yes. I i'm starting to tell everyone the questions i'm asking but anyway i ask every guest a question and i'm the excited to hear your answers um <laughs> so i will start with um Alyssa, the oldest there but um and i'll i'm gonna only say the question once because it's the same question <laughs> 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 um, but if I had the capability, Alyssa, um, Brianna, and Kayla, to, but first Alyssa, to uh, give you a blank check, how would you use that towards your passion? Wow. <laughs> you did send me that, and I still am like, wait, what's my answer? Yeah. Okay. Gosh, that's such a hard question. Blank check. What would you do? I I would. I'm gonna go ahead and just answer it, and probably this is like the expected answer. Um, I would 
drastically overhaul mm. the way that public schools are funded mm. um, because they're not equitably funded. Anybody who knows anything about how they're actually funded knows what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, anybody could like just look this up, but basically your, I mean, your quality of education, the quality of the building and the environment of the school that you go in, the resources and opportunities you have mm. are all dependent on where you live. Um, and that's not right. And that's not okay. And I don't agree with that. And like, it's like, how do it's hard as a teacher? Like, how do I fix that? How do I, I don't know if money would fix that, but I, I kind of think it would like if, if we had the funds, like we need to make, like, can we fix up the schools that are torn down and broken up bathrooms and missing doors and far worse things and busted up trailer classrooms? Right. Um, can we do where kids have to be all day and we right. expect, expect them to act a certain way and look a certain way and be presentable, even though where they're going to school is not presentable? Um, mm. Like can we do something about that? Because the schools on certain parts of the County look really gorgeous if you ask me. So right. anyway, that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The tea. The no, so, okay. Brie, my answer, I did like Kayla mentioned just because of the way I'm set up, I did write my answer down beforehand. <laughs> um, I might vary a little bit. So, okay. Half of this might sound selfish, but I don't even explain or qualify it. I'm just going to say it. Cause this is what I thought of. So thank you. Um, so one thing, the first thing I would do, huh? Be confident in your answer. Thank you. Yeah. So the first thing I would do is would be pay off my student loans um, and Kayla's cause she's got some too. Um, and then I would be able to, so my pipe dream is to become an immigration lawyer one day. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Um, and so I would be, be able to fund, like put myself through law school and like not work during it. Cause I worked off of college and it's hard to work and do school. And at the same do time. school. So anyways, yeah, I would do that. And I, I can't pass the bar with money, but you know, maybe I can bribe someone. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, I'd become an immigration lawyer, um, full time, maybe here in Richmond. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of people in the community who just literally just need somebody who's going to like, give them a, like, just help them out and just yeah. someone support to listen, them. someone to support and listen to them. We think of our, ourselves, like you, I would say you Taylor and your family and us and our family, we, we just are in supportive families and in supportive situations and, and circles. And like the, right. the, a lot of things that we take for granted that a lot of people aren't afforded just mm -hmm. for no fault of their own, just for the, the, where they came from, what country they came from coming here with nothing right. and their situations. Yeah. Um, and they're, um, the legal status, their uh, documentation status and all that fun stuff. Um, children being, being taken away from their families and, and held in detention centers and that kind of thing in this country. So yeah, yeah. immigration lawyer, um, I would use um, the rest of the money to fund like various local nonprofits that I love. Um, and there's, and um, there's some bail funds that I would fund um, because I think paid bail is kind of a dumb thing in this country. Like why, like, like literally we're that. like the only country, especially like developed country that like does money bails. Right. And like, why, like, I don't know, like it doesn't really seem just to like, Oh, here you go. Here's the money. You can go free now, whether you did right. it or not. Um, anyways, it's kind of dumb. So I would, I would pay like different bail funds, um, and mutual aid funds as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Snaps all around. Thank you. Thank so, you. Uh, Kayla, bring us home. What's your Okay, okay. Um, wow, that just triggered a song, but I'm not gonna sing it. Um <laughs> <laughs> and you know what song. Some of you grew up as or around theater kids and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> I was a theater kid and I grew up around him and his sister were all theater kids. Yep. I wasn't personally but I, I'm theater kid adjacent. <laughs> yes, the listeners know because we had, we've had a couple of theater kids on the podcast already. And yes, oh, yeah. we love them. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you we did. We love your dramatic asses. <laughs> <laughs> so um, mine is a little, it, it's, I, I would say it's not, it's not as deep as my sister's, but doesn't like, matter. who cares? Again, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to like try to pull on the heartstrings just to one up y'all. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the first thing that came into mind when you asked that question or when I read the question was a, a kind of like a pipe dream, kind of like what Brianna mentioned was, and it's a, a shared dream with one of my best friends, Madeline, who we mentioned earlier. Mm. We always have been talking about like for years now, we want to open our own place. So she's in the hospita- hospitality industry. I have some minor experience in the hospitality industry and we'd love to like open our own either restaurant or bar someday, but we don't got the funds right? and we need, we need an investor. So <laughs> Tay, you're trying to invest, like, let me know. But I once think my, it, it goes. my wife's a doctor in 10 years. I'll there it. we go. Okay. So 10 years. Perfect. I have a little, a little time limit, yeah, but yeah. I think it goes kind of circling back and tying it all together. Like how, like, I want to share my family and like our culture to the world and like kind of that would be kind of my way of doing it is like sharing family recipes and like that hospitality and kind of sense of community. The best way that I like one of the best ways that I could see it is like through an awesome little like tapas bar or like a little restaurant. And it's always been like a dream of ours. So cute. I love, yeah, I love that. Menas Tapas Bar. Yeah, dude. See you. It would be Glee Menas. Or, or it could be Jay's, like, just Jay, like, Jay apostrophe S Tapas Bar. Yeah. I like that. Listen. We're so anyway. <laughs> Tay, Tay said, you better give me some royalties. Give me some branding. Uh, <laughs> trademark. <laughs> 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 um, I love, I, I love how individual those angels uh, answers are and how specific to the person they are i love that um yes. i do so the final question i ask every guest and i'm gonna answer it first which we've already talked about it three times but um it, <laughs> it is what is, what are you loving right now um and it can be literally and it, like whenever i tell ask people this i'm like it can be literally anything like i i'm loving sleep i'm loving walking whatever but obviously oh. something that came out this past Friday on Disney Plus, um, Hamilton is is a show that I have been obsessive over since 20, since it came out. I mean, it's just, and it's changed people's lives and it's changed yeah. the world even. I would say it's changed the world. It's definitely changed. Hey, I will say, I will say not to interrupt you, but you're the first person that I ever heard talk about Hamilton. Yeah. You <laughs> talked about Hamilton before it like even was out. Like Hamil Hipster. He yeah. is the OG Hamilton hipster. He's a ham well, thank hamster. You. He's a hamster. <laughs> I'm a hamster. Oh my god. Okay. We need to trademark that. I just want a little hamster with like an Alexander Hamilton like hair. Like, yeah. We really a little hamster with its like finger in the air. Kale yeah. 
You really did something with that, Kayla. Taylor is a youngster. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, anyway, and it really has changed musical theater. And it's just an incredible. And if, if you are not subscribed to Disney Plus, go do it. Watch the show. It's incredible. Yes. It's a film of the Broadway show, not an actual movie, if people don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's just, oh, I cried so much. And yeah, it's incredible. So anyway, that is what I, I'm loving right now. But what about you guys? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, hey, this is Alyssa. The only thing I care about is Lin-Manuel Miranda and everything he does. <laughs> um, I, so I, I've been loving Hamilton for years now. And um, that is on his day, of course. Um, and I got I didn't never got a chance to see it on Broadway, but we got to see a Richmond and Broadway. I took the family for Christmas December. present oh, and so December good. and um, no, it wasn't. I, I didn't pay for everybody's ticket. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It was okay. our Christmas present. It was our Christmas present to each other. Was, it was look present. at Alyssa buying a house, buying everyone the Hamilton <laughs> tickets. No, you guys, I do not. I do not have it like that. Hashtag fund our schools. Hashtag fund our teachers. Um, <laughs> please. I was about to say, like Kayla, you should ask Alyssa for that um, funds for your top of the floor. <laughs> no, you guys need to stop joking. People are gonna think somehow I'm rich. And, like, I'm doing illicit activities, <laughs> not getting them from teaching. Um, but anyway, I really passionate about that started watching it for a second time today and we're gonna make our roommate watch it she's never seen it she's like music, oh. musical theater so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna if it's if we have to hold her down and tape her eyelids open she's gonna watch it tonight yes. well she's um, really raptured by Le, um leslie odom jr so which, <laughs> cool. Cool. it's a wrap it's a wrap um yeah. so and more so than live my miranda i'm very passionate about anthony ramos yeah. and um, <laughs> in the heights is going to be what the journey oh, so, so his boricua ass um <laughs> we just love it boricua is what puerto ricans are called um anybody can say that by the way it's not like a w weird word but anyway boricua so we're boricua too so obviously just the the representation itself just serves me life in my lungs um <laughs> Serving us, uh, um, representation. Serving us, yeah. beautiful people. Serving, serving us, freaking vocals. Anyway, yeah. um, and Thank serving you. us hip hop and rap on a musical theater stage. Yeah. So anyway, if that's, that's not besides yeah. besides that, um, I've been rewatching Avatar: Last Airbender. Very passionate about that. We're very nerdy, so I love anything, anything sci-fi fantasy that's like mm -hmm. on my alley we watch all those marvel we rewatched a bunch of marvel movies recently um i really have been into guys you guys are gonna judge me i fought it for so long i really like tiktok right now <laughs> there are different sides to tiktok most of them most of them are cringy but you got history side of tiktok you got science side of TikTok, you got political tiktok you got social justice tiktok you got black lives matter movement tick like anyway but you also have like bartenders making incredible cocktails and i'm learning so many things and a vegan food like mm. recipes anyway so those that's the kind of what i've been up to that's kind of what i what i've been into these days that's great what about you um, Brianna, Brian, Brian, Brianna. Um, I am passionate. So right now I'm really loving also Hamilton, loving Hamilton, everything Alyssa said, the representation, hashtag rest, representation matters. Mm. Um, I am, I'm loving shaking the table a little bit. 
um, disrupting some status quos a little bit, speaking oh. truth to power a little oh. bit. We didn't go into all of that, but if you follow any of us on social media, you'll see. <laughs> you'll get more than you ask for. We're going to touch on it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got it in the brain. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. That's um, a part two for us. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm really, I'm loving um, using social media as a, um, what's the word I'm looking an for? Outlet? An outlet platform. and a platform for change, for positive change. Um, yeah. And using the, the the platforms and the voices that we that that I've been given and, and that we've all been given to amplify, amplify others, others, amplifying Amen. others. So yeah, well, the tables a little shook a little bit. Love it. Shook. I love Kayla. that. Kayla, Jimenez, K. Okay. okay. I'm passionate about chips and salsa. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do want to ask though, I know this isn't really like I shouldn't be asking questions and I know we're trying to wrap up, but I want to know today, what is your quarantine snack? Um, you can think about it for a minute. I, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Bread. <laughs> <laughs> did you, have you made it yourself? Or, like, we did. We made some, Kat made some sourdough pretzels a while ago. Sourdough so hard. She did yeah. sourdough? She, yeah. Okay. Here's what happened. She made a sourdough starter and then she would like kind of feed it every day for like a month and then she made God. one loaf of sourdough bread and it was it was like it wasn't i mean i loved it because i love bread but she was like this is just okay and then she made sourdough pretzels on my birthday and it was amazing oh, oh my god okay oh, wow like literally ate like all of them in like two days Hell <laughs> yeah. okay next time you have some sour, good sourdough bread or crusty bread slice that mofo up toast it put some butter on there and put everything bagel seasoning on it yes yes but then she there was she had some left over and it literally stayed in our fridge until we moved out (laughs) (laughs) listen if i tell you it was the most disgust we literally just threw the whole thing away we were like it was no you had to throw the container away well i'm very impressed with her because i somebody gave me a sourdough starter and i couldn't even wrap my head around trying to do that and i ended up having to throw it away but so hopefully i don't listen to this right Obviously, mine's is chips and salsa. That's why I brought that up. Chips and salsa for sure. It's a staple in this house. We just would. I would do anything for some chips and salsa. Yeah. If anyone who knows the Jimenez girls, like that's all you need to get them is chips and salsa. Yeah, that's a very simple woman. Specifically, salsa authentica from Trader Joe's. Also, Trader Joe's, please sponsor me. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> now that I got that, like, Kayla, non-spawn. Um, I would really love to be sponsored. Okay. Um, um help me on porch. Oh, so I got my, I got my snack. I got my snack. Oh, okay, what's your sorry? My quarantine snack number one discovery of my life and of my heart is okay. So Kroger, their Simple Truth brand. Kroger, which is a grocery store in the East Coast, in case people don't know. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like Ralph's on the West Coast. Their Simple Truth brand. Yes. They have. It, in the cookie dough, like already taken baked cookie dough section, you know, like edible you don't make it. Dough they have? Well, yes. it's not edible cookie dough. Oh, you, okay. have to, you have to bake it. You have to, but it's already portioned like the Toll House ones. Like it's already no, portioned. But, little- but Kroger has edible cookie dough now. Because I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah. But Taylor, just, just please listen because this is important. Okay. Well, it's very important information. The simple truth plant based. Chocolate chip cookie dough. They hit. Okay, I'm not even vegan. This is Kayla speaking. Alyssa Brown. Is vegan. I'm not even vegan, and they are the best chocolate chip cookie dough, take and bake cookies you'll ever have in your life. Every non-vegan, like I don't care who you are. Yeah. If you, if they're not gluten free, so if you're gluten free, forget about it. If you're, you know, nuts, I don't know, but 
they're they're better than Toll House. They're the best. If you're plant based, get these. You We're vegetarian, so. Okay, so oh, you guys, you, you guys should, should try them, and also, you, but you have to like when they come out of the oven, like obviously give them a minute, but then like they're the best when they're hot, like yes. hot, fresh out of the oven, and like, slightly underbaked. Kind of like like me, like I'm I, when I'm really hot, I'm like yes, mm. hey. yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, okay, so handle. We have to talk <laughs> about we have to talk about food real quick. Circling back, two things I'm really passionate about. I have one serious one, and then. Um, one, is that the question? Things what are you loving? loving? What am I loving, loving right now? now? Yeah, sorry. Um, one of my two things I'm loving right now, one is serious and one is fun. So the fun one is actually watching, my sisters are going to laugh. So have you heard of the show Married at First Sight? Yes. Okay. So the U S version, my sisters and our roommate love, they love, they like binge watch it all the time. And I couldn't really get into it. Part, partly because I go to bed earlier than them, so I could never like stay up and binge it with them. Right. And but I could just never get really into it. Well, on Hulu they have the Australian version, Married at First Sight Australia. They have only season seven, and they only have thirteen episodes. There's more that are coming, but I don't know what it is, you guys. I'm obsessed. <laughs> You're real into Australia and Australian sayings. Apparently. Well, that's why. I, that's why. I, Australian saying is because I learned it from the show. <laughs> Listen, Kayla's gonna marry an Australian man. <laughs> okay, from your, um, from your lips to God's ears, please, Lord, listen to what Taylor just said because that would be great. <laughs> um, but that's a really good show if you love hot mess express reality TV shows. I don't know what it is about the Australian version, it's like 10 times more dramatic than the US version, <laughs> and it's like you literally can't look away. The last thing that I'm gonna say, and then we'll let Taylor finally leave, is um, there is this app that I'm really into right now. Um, it is actually like um, a Christian app, it's called Abide. They can also sponsor me if they want, but it's actually a daily meditation. <laughs> it's a daily meditation app. And like okay. every day they kind of send you a new theme, but like it was crazy. Like today they just like, I didn't even know I had the notification set up and they like sent me a notification that said feeling insecure, find stability in an unstable world. First of all, I'm always feeling insecure abide thank you for asking um, <laughs> but i just because like they have like a two minute meditation they have like a five minute meditation like you could right. pick whatever time and like somebody will yeah. like have have a really soothing with a really soothing voice kind of read a passage of the bible and talk on it and it's just been really ministering to me and like they have like really beautiful like water playing and like i think it's good to like take mm -hmm. a minute some every day and like kind of regroup and like center yeah. yourself and like i think this form of meditation like as a christian has been like very helpful because like i feel like sometimes meditation has like bad kind of like it's like bad yeah. vibes for some people but i think yeah. it's actually a wonderful thing and i think it's a great way to connect to god and like just take two minutes out of your day like it's literally two minutes that i listen to it on my way to work right. you know like and it's just like a really i don't know i love that app i would highly recommend it and they like they be like coming at me though they're like <laughs> feeling insecure feeling anxious and i'm like yeah <laughs> like uh yeah so, every morning every second of the day every awesome. second so those are two things i'm, I'm loving that's awesome um I'm as really kayla awesome. was talking about abide Alyssa and i downloaded it or looked it up <laughs> amazing 
Also, yeah, fun fact, I'm the voice of the Abide. I don't know if you knew that. Um, oh, my God. I thought the voice thing. was familiar. I don't, I don't really want to, like, tell people, but, yeah. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> it's perfect. It makes so much sense. <laughs> Everything's all, it's all adding up now. Um, but still a non-spawn. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I want to wrap this up, this whole beautiful Jimenez bow. want to wrap it up. Um, with talking about social change and social justice, because I know you guys are super passionate about. Oh, did I lose you guys? Okay, there we go. Sorry, you were like frozen for like a second. I was like, oh. so I want to talk. So I have. There was a time when when all the Black Lives Matter protests started and all of these. There mm-hmm. was a little bit of a time. If I'm getting vulnerable and honest for a little bit with the listeners, that I was like, do I want to post about it? Because especially as a white male, it's like. Is that just another thing? Like, is, am I just like adding to the noise or mm-hmm. am I, like, what is even the point almost? And I knew there was a point, but I was just like, why is it, am I, am I helping? And also like, do, does anybody really want to hear from me? And then the other right. side of it was like, I really want to, and this is my own personal opinion is I really want to only like repost or post things that I feel like are uplifting and like very mm-hmm. like positive about the movement and about the, because there's so much negativity mm-hmm. about it. There, there, it, I mean, unfortunately there can be, Yeah, there's a lot of positivity, but there, there, um, there is negativity too. Yeah. So, but anyway, I want one, I, I'm just going to pick one. I don't care which one it is, but I want one of you to just kind of discuss and it can be. Sure. Uh, uh, Alyssa, yes, okay, Alyssa. Um, but talk about like why you guys all. Th- I know, and I know all three of you are. Why you guys are passionate about that? Why, um, yeah, why it's kind of moved you in this way, um, and everything like that. We're gonna end on that. Oh, perfect. Oh, I love that's that. a big question. Um, yeah. There's a lot to that, but. Mm. So the question is like, why am I passionate about that? Or like, why? Well, and like, what about this kind of, these kind of last couple of months, what have you kind of seen that's kind of led you to be more passionate about it? Like, like, yeah. You were passionate about it before, but now what is it? What have you kind of, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah this is something that like, I, I feel like, especially once I was at VCU studying what I was studying and um you know realizing that there were things that i was seeing in the world from forever or experiencing or seeing in my family that like were unjust and like unjust unjust and you know and not right and wanting to like talk about it i feel like there's a lot of things that are taboo that people don't want to talk about it and i feel like issues cannot be resolved if people don't even want to talk about it or get uncomfortable and i think it's okay to get uncomfortable so i I feel like I've kind of been getting uncomfortable and getting outside of my comfort zone for several years now with all this. And it's not easy. It's really hard. And, and like at the end of the day, like the point you made about, you know, being a white male and like, I'm a Latino woman. And so like, I also like don't get away with things as much because I don't know how to say this. I, I have been brushed off a lot because, Oh, you're just playing you're just playing the race card, right, you know, kind right. of a thing. Yeah. And like, no, but let's talk about like issues that communities face, whether I'm connected to that community personally, or I have friends around that community or whoever, or just communities in general. Like, yeah. and so I feel like these are things that I've been talking about. I think really important is talking about it IRL, like in real life yeah. conversations and things you are actually chewing on and dealing with. And let me just say something right out of the way. 
you know, a lot of us have the privilege to not bother with having these conversations right. or pointing these things out because they don't affect us. So if we keep, you know, if I keep ignoring issues because it doesn't bother me, it's not in my face, it's not part of, we were talking about our bubbles, it's not in my bubble, it doesn't affect me, then how how does change come about? So um, anyway, so with this year, 2020, and the Black Lives Matter movement, that's going on in this huge civil rights movement. Mm. Um, I kind of, I, I feel like I, if anything for me personally, I'm just about myself, it's accelerated. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that I already believed or like was thinking about and talking about, but all that to say, of course, there's, it's also exposed how much I don't know and still have to learn mm-hmm. and unlearn. Mm-hmm. And all of that is okay. It's okay you know, I do think we should normalize having these conversations, really listening to people who have a different experience from us, yeah. instead of really listening, like look up the definition of active listening. It's not inserting whatever you think is their experience. It's not somebody telling me or me telling somebody else, or that wasn't your experience because I don't relate to it or I haven't had that experience, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, you know, everybody has unlearning to do. Everybody has bias one way or another. It's not like a two-sided situation and not one group is a monolith where they all have the same experience and the same opinion. Obviously, mm-hmm. we would never expect that. Mm-hmm. So with the, the movement that's been happening, I feel like I, I may be more fre- frequently talking about these things because there has been a lot that's going on that's more in the news and more exposed, but it's nothing right. new. Like nothing about what's happening this year as far as civil rights is new mm-hmm. by any means. It's just being more exposed. Mm-hmm. And so more people are talking about it, which I think is great. And it's really hard and it's not always pretty. Mm-hmm. And yes, you know, there were there's a lot of protests and riots and people can say what they want about violence and in the protests and all that. Yes. And amen. And all that is valid. But what is the root of the problem? Right. Cause you can't just slap a bandaid on it and say, well, they need to stop acting this way or they're doing too much. Blah, blah, blah. What is the root of the issue? And can you try to remove yourself from the situation mm-hmm. and get to the root of it? And again, remember that you have the privilege to not already know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. There's so much there. That's like yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. separate podcast episode. Yeah. Five. That's a series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I say real quick to take going back to what you said real quick. I know one only one is going to speak, but I have something to say too. You're good. You're good. Um, no, I just want to say, but like you wanting to be careful what you curate on the internet and using your platform like that and being intentional is great and like i i agree agree with what you have were saying too and and because you shouldn't um you shouldn't feel obligated or pressured to post anything that you don't agree with or that you don't fully believe in you know what i mean because then because then it becomes performative yeah Yeah. you know And, and and that's not you know that's not what it's all about you know because and again it's not about us it's about the Black Lives Matter movement to me is, is about amplifying other people's voices yes, and experiences yeah. and um, black, voices, black voices specifically, mm. um, but like using our pl- platforms in intentional ways, yeah. but also in the same way, however the heck we want, yeah, you know, I would yeah. never, like, this is Alyssa again, I would never, all I have to say, yeah. 
I would, I thank you for saying that, Kayla, because yeah. I would never tell somebody how they should handle it because yeah. nobody's, not everybody's going to deal with things the way that I do. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly fine. But I think, uh, you know, especially if we are having these conversations in real life, challenging, like messed up things when we see them, the mm-hmm. comments people make, the little things, the mm-hmm. big things, all of it is part of the yeah. issue and educating ourselves mm-hmm. and yeah. reading and, and acting in some way. It doesn't yeah. have to be it on social media. It doesn't always have to be on social media because just this conversation yeah. that we're having right now is is important. Like yeah. Alyssa was saying, like having those conversations yeah. IRL, even though we're on a Zoom call right now, like but having these conversations, it's not just all about what you post and have to say mm. on social media. And also like I want you to I want to encourage you like as a white male to like not be afraid, not be afraid like to say what you think, you know, right, wrong, yeah. or whatever. Like it, your opinion is still valid and important and there is space for that too. And like people I think still will appreciate and want to hear what you have to say as well. And like, don't, don't feel like you like, Oh, like I don't want to, you know, step on anybody's toes because this is who I am. Like, no, like you can still use your voice. Like you're using it right now. Like with us, you know, like it's still wonderful. I think who's, who's open and honest. Yeah. And is, I think for me, it's just like social media is one thing. And then like having a conversation with, one person sure. in a conversation is like a totally different thing. So. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And, you know, and God put each puts each of us in the situations in the lives, in the circles that we're in to, um, to do the work that he has for us to do. And yeah. if, if you're feel, if you feel called to speak up mm-hmm. and if you feel like, Oh, maybe I should say something, then that's probably not coming from nowhere. Like right. I, I definitely strongly believe mm-hmm. that like we as Christians specifically given our other identities, like first and foremost, we are Christians right. and we yeah. are specifically yeah. called people in the church. Christians are specifically called to, do what they can to pursue justice on this side of eternity. Yes, everything is temporary, and we there is. And this isn't our home. This is not our home. At the end of the day, um, this is Brianna, by the way. But we are <laughs> called and commanded to like. What does it mean to love our neighbors? What does it mean to look not only to the interests of ourselves but the interests of Amen. others? Like, what, what does, does that it mean? Truly mean to say, what would Jesus do? Yeah, like what what does that mean for each of us? And that's a question we all can answer on our own and do what with that what 100%. He has called us to do. Hundred percent. Amen. And I like that you brought up positivity because at the end of the day, like there are really positive and like positive things and progress that have taken place. Yes, it's a mess, a hot mess, and we got a lot to do, but like change is happening and change is coming. So I think like holding on to the positive is so important as well. Like, yeah, highlighting both of these things. I really like that you said that. And that was a good reminder for myself. draining so it is a good reminder we can hold space for the good and the joyful and the wonderful and exciting and hold space for the grief and the sadness and the mourning and the angering things too like there's there's space space for both both of those things oh i love that brianna thank you thank you oh yeah thank you well guys this has been so much fun um i learned about things about you i don't know if you learned things about me but oh yeah um thank you guys just for taking the time i mean we're definitely going oh i love that we went over the the time that we thought oh good um i just yeah just thank you for taking the time and doing this i really appreciate it
Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's yeah. been a pleasure. I love this project you're doing. I it's wish really you, awesome. yes, it, it is awesome. I'm excited to listen to more of the other podcasts, and I wish you Godspeed and editing yes. this. Yes. We should have known it was going to be long with three people at once. But also, I just want to say, like, I love also that it's called Passion Project. And that it is your passion project. Yes. I just, mm-hmm. all, yeah. all the chef's kisses to yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Well, everyone, I will, uh, everyone go follow all of you on social media. I'll put the link oh. down below. Ooh. In the description. You got, they, they take amazing pictures. And yes, make us famous. Honestly, more than the Kardashians. Sorry, what? In those, you know, influencers. And, uh, <laughs> and so passion project leave us a review and we will see you guys next time thank you Taylor. Thanks, we appreciate Taylor. you bye, everybody bye, bye.